0: Welcome back, ghosts, ghouls, and things that go bump in the night. Have any of you guys ever gotten the urge to explore an abandoned place? Maybe a factory? Maybe that old barn that's sitting on your neighbor's property that never looked quite right? I know i have and that's what today's story is all about so why don't you take a seat relax and listen in to urban exploration it was the summer of 2017 i was a junior in high school i had multiple groups of friends that i would float around in with one group which was three females and another guy, that were particularly into urban exploration and photographing the places they would visit. I expressed some interest in accompanying them on their next adventure, and they suggested the abandoned factory in our town. Once the lifeline of our small to medium town, the factory suffered multiple fires until it was eventually abandoned, left as a 20-story eyesore, but unable to be destroyed due to the amount of asbestos that would be released into the air. The building attracted flocks of adventurous students and urban explorers from all over, and obviously with no maintenance and all the structural damages from the fires, there were some pretty serious injuries on the property. The city ended up hiring a private security company to keep out the explorers, but the premises were so big it was hard for the guards to spot small groups of people scurrying into the factory and disappearing into the darkness. My group was fairly experienced and knew a route to avoid the patrols effectively. We embarked on our adventure a little after midnight and parked about half a mile from the factory, and snuck in through a hole in the fence, cut by past explorers. We followed a ditch, well, more of like a trench, through a big open field that led to the factory. We narrowly missed multiple spotlights scanning the field, having to crouch to hide our silhouettes completely in the shallow ditch. We finally made it to the building, and made our entry through a section of wall that had collapsed, every little piece of rubble that was disturbed by us would send out clouds of asbestos-laced dust, and I seemed to be the only one that cared, so I kept that thought to myself and tried to enjoy the experience. We had red-tinted flashlights that were supposed to be harder to see from far away, that we used to illuminate our path as we wandered deeper and deeper into the concrete jungle. Abandoned machinery, graffiti, and rubble littered the ground, and my friends were quick to begin taking photos of their surroundings. They seemed very familiar with the area and started splitting up unintentionally. I personally took care to be near at least one other person that could lead me out if we had to run. We got pretty split up at one point, just myself and one of the girls, let's call her Mary, on one of the higher floors. We climbed out of a broken window onto a flat piece, not quite at the top, but very high off the ground, at least 18 stories. She pulled out a can of spray paint and let me tag my initials onto a wall, and we took turns doing a small photo shoot of each other. We also became aware of other groups present around that time, as we saw flashlights with white lights through the windows of our high vantage point that's what ended up giving us away as we heard a security truck come up the road and they started shining powerful spotlights through the windows the relative peace was broken by dozens of shuffling feet on the dusty concrete floors as multiple groups scrambled to make their escape Mary and I had a chuckle as we listened to the panicked footsteps below us and commented how weird it was there were so many people inside and we didn't even notice. I would have panicked and ran myself but Mary knew better and said the guards didn't usually come inside and would be very distracted chasing all the runners so if we just waited a few minutes we could stroll right out. Soon enough the truck roared off, chasing away other explorers, and Mary and I were finally able to make our way down carefully through the rubble. During the escape, one of the other groups must have broken the sketchy, rusted-out metal staircase we had taken to get up, so we had to find another way down. It was at this point we checked our phones for any updates from our group, and with no texts, We figured they had made the dash to the exit during the initial panic, and were probably still running. Our group had multiple contingency plans for exploration, and wasn't going to leave anyone behind, so we weren't too concerned initially. While we were wandering, looking for a safe way down, we noticed a red glow in one of the rooms. Concerned, it was one of us stuck in there with our red-tinted flashlights, maybe hurt, We quickly moved towards the room to investigate. My stomach sank when I saw that every inch of the walls were covered in demonic graffiti and writings, with satanic paraphernalia littering the ground. We saw everything from severely abused voodoo dolls, to half-burnt Ouija boards, lit candles and pentagrams. I looked to Mary for comfort, but she was just as horrified as I was, her hand covering her mouth. Sensing her distress, I tried to play it off, like this was just the work of some pranksters, leaving it here to scare others, and even saying out loud how cliché everything looked, since we were on the 13th floor at this point. She seemed to lighten up a little bit from my spoken aloud thoughts, but regardless, there was no denying how uncomfortable we were standing there. We also couldn't determine the source of the red light, It just seemed to illuminate the room very weakly, but from an unknown location. We decided to leave, but not to run, as we didn't want to lose each other or risk getting hurt. As we exited, I felt my foot hit something soft that skidded across the floor. Both of our flashlights illuminated the object, and a cold chill raced down my entire body as we saw the decapitated goat head that I had just punted across the floor. I tend to talk a lot when I'm scared and try to turn it into humor, so I just started narrating what was going on in a goofy voice to try and stop the full-blown panic attack. Mary held my hand as I led the way, deciding not to go back and take our chances with the sketchy-looking staircase we had passed earlier in favor for a safer way down. I offered to go first, to test if it would hold my weight as I was much bigger than Mary. The second to last step fell under my weight and I sprained my ankle from the unexpected drop. As I pulled my leg out from what used to be a step, I cut it pretty deeply on the sharp metal left behind, but I could hardly feel any pain at this point. Mary followed me down, carefully testing her weight on each step before committing to it, and just jumping from about six steps up to avoid a fate similar to mine. After finally getting off the thirteenth floor, I felt a little better, but the fear was still very present, and there was a long way to go until the exit. I hobbled ahead of Mary, holding hands again to avoid separating. But the way became a bit clearer as we found the path that we had come up the first time. We were just about to the fourth floor when we began hearing shuffling in footsteps above us, where we had just been, only a couple floors up. In the mental state we were in, this terrified us, and it took everything for me not to break into a full sprint. As we neared the exit, the footsteps got closer and closer, until we could tell they were on the floor directly above us. We were walking as fast as we could and as soon as we cleared the collapsed wall that led us outside, we let go of each other and sprinted towards the car. Luckily, security wasn't around to give us problems, as they were likely still busy chasing any of the first group of runners. Even with the shape my leg was in, I made it through the hole in the fence first, and waited the couple seconds it took Mary to get through. As I waited, I glanced at the factory and saw over a dozen silhouettes standing on the flat part that we had just been on a few moments ago. They could have just been other explorers like us, but it creeped me out. Why hadn't they ran like everyone else? If they were waiting it out like us, by now the guards were probably getting back to their regular patrols, so why would you wait that long? mary ducked through the hole and looked at me following my gaze to the shadows on the roof and becoming visibly perturbed they weren't moving they weren't showing any body language to suggest they were interacting with each other they were just standing there i became so disturbed by the idea they could be staring at us so i grabbed mary's hand and resumed our fast walk towards our car We got to the car to the greetings of all our excited friends, still pumped up with adrenaline after running and giddily sharing their funny personal accounts of what had happened. They grilled us on how we got out, and the story we gave them was obviously not what they were hoping for and got blown off immediately, suggesting we took a little extra time to go do other activities. They wanted us to go back with them and show us the room, But Mary and I said there was no way we were going back, at least not tonight. And we were able to blame it on my ankle, which was throbbing and now swollen to almost twice its normal size. Urban exploring never caught on for me, especially after that experience, and Mary refused to ever visit the factory again. We described the room to our friends and told them they could go check it out. But they were never able to find it despite attempting multiple times i kind of grew apart from the group over the years and found my own group but i still occasionally talked to mary about our experience that night apparently our story got around and became a popular task for explorers to attempt to find the room now nicknamed red room as far as we know nobody has ever been able to find it. And that, listeners, was the story of urban exploration. Have any of you guys ever tried urban exploration? Have you ever looked for the red room or found a room like it in your travels? If so, let me know about it. You can find us online at Haunted Horror and Podcast, or you can send me an email at haunted at gmail.com. That, dear listeners, is all we have for this week. So until next time, stay spooky and remember, sometimes it's more than just a story.